0: Use the promo code Blue Wire to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make Dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's OmahaSteaks.com promo code BlueWire Wire at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just eighty nine dollars.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go go go. If you want a true classic, this
0: is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Napa No! Knows-
2: Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast presented by FanClash.com. It is Tuesday, November 8th. 2016 i'm jake latarski here alongside eric katuri if you're out there on twitter give eric a follow at etcat 30 you can follow me at jakeski 52 real quick before we get going uh quick reminder if you happen to be listening on itunes or stitcher or platform of your choice go ahead and leave us a nice rating and review of course any and all feedback we're always trying to get better for our listeners is the long story made short there so thanks in advance for taking the time to do that Eric and I could rant about our week nine woes for days, but we're sure none of y'all want to hear that. It's one of those tough luck weeks for both of us. So let's jump right into Monday Night Football. Eric, Bills, Seahawks, pretty good game, pretty close game down to the wire. Some poor officiating maybe, but uh, I don't know, man. The Seahawks defense isn't looking like it once was. Can you kind of explain that for our listeners?
3: Well, yeah, Cam Chancellor has missed a few games here tonight trying to, like, Remember what the specific injury is, and mm-hmm. but I can't. Anyway, yeah, he Either is way, one of your best defensive players. Yeah, so. like one of the best safeties in the league, by the way. So mm-hmm. you know, the, your pass defense is always going to suffer when you don't have that commun- communicator back there. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, they were ripped up by the Bills though and Tyrod Taylor, weren't they? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was the running and the receiving, it was all over the place. First off, they gave up 25 points, and that's despite, I mean, they should have at least given up 28 given that whole bogus field goal yeah, no non-roughing problem. the kicker call. I mean, you can just you can YouTube that or you can just turn on NFL Network or ESPN and see that a half dozen times because they do like to uh, hash those things out here, but I mean, the Bills ran the ball 38 times for 162 yards, scored two rushing touchdowns. Neither of which went to LaShawn McCoy. And then, of course, you got on the Bills' side, Robert Woods leading the way, 10 for 162 on 13 targets. And, I mean, Richard Sherman can only do so much on his side of the field, uh, however you want to play that. But, I mean, it was a good fantasy day for Robert Woods. I'm still not necessarily in the camp that he can continue this moving forward. I mean, are you trying to pick up Robert Woods because of what he did against Seattle?
3: No, I'd rather focus on some of the guys we're going to talk about later. and yeah. I i mean, I have a bunch of those guys anyway, but yeah, we'll mention those uh, yeah. wideouts that you need yeah. to really target this week.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is the Week 10 Waiver Wire podcast. After all, it is a little bit of a shallow, barren week, but we did dig up some names for you guys to hopefully uh, help in that sense here. Mm-hmm. Finishing off uh, the Monday Night Analysis, though, I mean, LaShawn McCoy, decent fantasy day, 21 for 85. Uh, he also caught four passes for 35 yards on five targets. I believe he hit about 17 points in a PPR format. So nothing to really complain about there. Um, also of note, I mean, Percy Harvin was active for this game. Doesn't look like he caught a pass here. One other thing on the Bills side, Mike Gillisley vultured a touchdown from LaShawn McCoy also carried the ball eight times for 32 yards. I mean, is there any waiver wire value in, uh, in Gillespie, I mean, keep in mind the Bills do have a week 10 bye, so you won't be able to use them even if McCoy's not at
3: 100%. Yeah, you're right. So McCoy's going to use this week to, you know, get even more healthier than mm-hmm. in advance of, you know, his return in uh, or their next game in week 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Gillespie can still have some utility. He proved that he could be a lead back, you know, re- mm-hmm. previously with McCoy out. And um, why not, like, Give him roughly five to ten carries to take some of the load off McCoy as the season goes on.
2: Yeah, why not try to in preserve. pursuit of a playoff spot? You yeah. Know? Of course the Bills fall to four and five on this one. Yeah. But uh and of course anybody playing in New England's division is merely playing for a wild card spot yeah. at this point. But it's got to go to someone. I guess why not the Bills? I mean jealously someone that you'll have to you'll have to hang on to tough out to buy. Someone mm-hmm. I'd say uh, both LaShawn McCoy owners looking for a handcuff can consider, as well as very, very deep league owners absolutely here. Right.
3: But, but if you do have a shallow bench, it's really difficult to like actually, you know, yeah, stomach keeping him around. Week. Yeah, that's I, a- I'm, I'm just like that. He's a drop candidate for me in twelve team
2: league. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'll get yeah. to some uh, potential ads for the upcoming week later on in the show. But real quick, let's talk about the Seattle side. Russell Wilson, pretty solid day. I mean, ninety three point seven QBR. If you buy into that metric at all, that's based out of a hundred, so <laughs> not too bad, I guess. Twenty for twenty six, two eighty two, and two touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown here. The Seahawks as a team carried the ball just 12 times for 33 yards Christine Michael one rushing yard of course he did have a touchdown to somewhat salvage the day for fantasy owners CJ ProSice, nine rushing yards Tyler Lockett was their leading rusher he carried the ball one time for 13 yards I mean what do you make of this, Eric? Is this just game flow? is Because this is, this, this is really weird to me. 26 passes, 12 runs. I mean, the Seahawks didn't have the ball very much, but when they did, they were able to get down the field. Russell Wilson's looking maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I guess what I I think that this
3: is a like game plan specific um, type of thing that happened here. Um, I mean, the Bill, the strength of the Bills' defense is their defensive front and defensive front seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not try to pick on the – you know, a secondary that can give up a decent
2: amount of production.
3: Exactly. Um, And, you know, Obviously, Jimmy Graham took full advantage of that.
2: Absolutely. Russell Wilson uh, kind of developing a favorite target in Jimmy Graham. Caught all eight of his targets. That was a team high, by the way, for 103 yards, two touchdowns. Doug Baldwin getting involved as well. Six for 89, all six of his targets. That- Russell Wilson, very efficient.
3: Yeah, but those two touchdowns are some of the most like ridiculous ones you'll see. Like Absolutely. one-handed. The one-handed
2: <laughs> catch was nasty. The one-handed that he got his feet <laughs> in bounds. I'm sitting here mm-hmm. going against Jimmy Graham on on Monday night in leagues where I think I'm safe. not I proved it very much not be mm-hmm. safe. Jimmy Graham, uh, either elevating your hopes or crushing the hopes of fantasy owners in Monday night. So Football. yeah, he he had a thirty point game in PPR full ppr which is which is so nasty sick uh, lastly i mean uh, tyler lockett one catch for 17 yards two car- targets Opportunities just not there you'd have to be in a pretty deep league to hang on to him at this point right yeah
3: yeah i, I mean russell wilson is only looking in, at in two different players direction right
2: now and it's uh jimmy yeah. graham and doug baldwin yeah typically known for spreading the ball around not so much the case here on monday night russell wilson I think he's getting healthier. I don't think he's quite there yet. I saw a defender kind of bring him down for a sack when the defender was already on their knees. Mm -hmm. I've seen Russell Wilson between the Badgers and his NFL career run away from that 100 times in his life. So I don't think he's quite 100% yet but he's at least shown that he's got the capability of having decent fantasy days in the meantime. Yeah, that
3: MCL sprain is still definitely hindering his uh, ability, or mobility, rather. Yeah, he's uh, always
2: known for his escapability. Yeah,
3: and he had a pectoral injury as well, so, you know, he's hurting in a few spots at the moment.
2: Yeah, just to add that to the laundry list here. Well, Eric, let's jump into our waiver wire fab preview here. Remember, all fab recommendations based on a 12-team standard format with a $100 budget, so, of course, if you're in a 24-team league, double those bids if, bids, if you if it's a $200 budget, double those recommended bids, that kind of thing. Of course, waiver claims work a little bit differently. Percent owned figures, I think we took these mostly this morning, didn't take them during Monday night, so uh, maybe adjusted a little bit more time to adjust for those first-come, 1st first serve leagues, just a quick disclaimer there. Week 10 buys also, we've got the Bills, the Lions, the Colts, and the Raiders, so not quite as painful as it's been the last couple weeks, but still some big fantasy guys to take a look at here. Let's start with quarterbacks. Eric, last week we kind of thought Colin Kaepernick might be in for a nice day. That he did, however, this week he goes to Arizona, who is fresh off a bye week. Uh, pretty much no situation outside of two quarterbacks super flex leagues that you can really worry about Kaepernick this week.
3: Uh yeah, and uh, like I'm I'm trying to look up here what because Forty uh, ers have already played uh, Arizona. Um, I think uh, I, it was, it was, think Blaine, it was Gabbard Blaine Gabbard under Gabbard It was up. Blaine Gabbard under center at that uh, point though, so it's mm-hmm. not like so
2: it's tough to get a, uh, a it, good read on Kaepernick. Just a heads
3: up when it comes to Arizona's defense, so they're going to be a, without Tyron Matthew for at least one game because of a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Cooper can be picked on, on the other side. Uh, you know, with Patrick Peterson on the other.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. I like to look at rest of season schedules at this point here. Mm-hmm. you got the Cardinals, then the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Then there's a couple of decent matchups in here for Kaepernick at Chicago, the Jets at home, at Atlanta. So there are, there might be some times in the fantasy football playoff that if you're really a tinkerer and you've got garbage for quarterbacks, then maybe he's worth holding on to. But again, it's got to be a pretty deep format here as far as stream candidates one guy I do want to consider is uh <clears throat> I can't believe I'm saying this Jay Cutler of the Chicago Bears they find themselves one point favorites currently heading into Tampa Bay in a game where the over-under is 45 we saw Matt Ryan torch the Bucks defense the Bucks pass defense is particularly susceptible here can Jay Cutler Lead a charge and have a good game against the Bucks this week.
3: Yeah, and he does have his, uh, you know, two favorite. Or he proved that he could uh, connect with his two favorite targets, which were Zach Miller and or our Zach Miller and uh, Alshon Jeffrey mm-hmm. in that game two weeks ago. Yep,
2: and Jordan Howard looking excellent as well. So that yeah. provides him with yet another weapon to maybe get this offense clicking a little bit.
3: Yeah, and yeah, so that's good. A good thing, right? They're gonna, there's gonna be balance. Defense is gonna be paying attention to Jordan Howard in the running game. Absolutely. So they, they he could you know, or should be able to easily exploit this bucks defense Mm
2: -hmm. yeah jay cutler someone probably left on the waiver wire and i'm just gonna full disclosure full disclaimer here if you pick up jay cutler and start him every week there are going to be some weeks where he makes you sick to your stomach but then there are going to be some other weeks where he has some good games so it's it's very boomer bust a little bit risky with jay cutler but if you analyze the matchups right you might be okay rest of season for jay at tampa bay of course this week at the giants tennessee san francisco at detroit Green Bay, Washington, and Minnesota. So there's some there's some targetable matchups in there, some favorable ones for Jay Cutler here. Yeah. So worth owning in, in probably more formats than Kaepernick. I think I'd put Cutler a little bit ahead. Of, now, Kaepernick raises the floor with his rushing, but mm-hmm. I still think I, I would rather own Cutler than Kaepernick uh, just because I, of, of the elite receivers and offensive weapons that Cutler has at his disposal.
3: Yeah, no doubt. And just because the uh, you know what you're getting out of the running game in Chicago, whereas... I mean, Dewan uh, Harris had a good game mm-hmm. for uh, the 49ers this past week. Yeah. But that, it, it's kind of air. up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. We'll,
2: we'll get to that in the running back conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll get you a two-quarterback league update here, Eric. Cody Kessler of the Browns kind of dealing with the leg thing. He seems to be the starter if healthy, which was the case here. Only getting better with Corey Coleman around, right?
3: Yeah, Corey Coleman will only get healthier, and the rapport will get stronger You know, as the season goes on.
2: Yeah, I mean, if any Browns quarterback really establishes himself, he's got Pryor who's really emerged. Corey Coleman showed in Week 2 what he can do, and then Gary Barnage is still around. You've got a dual-threat back system. you know, I'm not surprised that the Browns are 0-9 because they're the Browns, but the offense has some weapons that are fantasy-worthy here. Another two-quarterback news update. Case Keenum, he's going to start week 10 against the Jets, no matter how much the fans are clamoring for first overall pick Jared Goff, or Tim Tebow for that matter. Uh, I mean, put the Jets secondary on the rise?
3: Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, so they're, they've are they allowed uh, 247 yards per game, passing, of course, mm-hmm. and three touchdowns during the past three games. But they've only allowed more than 10 standard fantasy points once in that three-game stretch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a little uh, iffy especially yep. with the weapons-afforded Case Keenum. Yep. Uh, Kenny Britt, Lance Kendricks are his two best uh, receiving options at the moment.
2: Yeah, well, and I mean, granted, the Jets got to go against uh, Ryan Tannehill last week, which sure. is going to help those numbers a little bit here. Uh, speaking of the Jets, another two-quarterback league update for you. looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick has a sprained MCL. I saw, I saw Schefter come on Monday Night Football last night to uh, discuss that. So he's going to be day-to-day. We don't really know too much about Fitz, but, of course, Bryce Petty would be next up. Largely unknown. Down his big weapon in Eric Decker. I just, I am not really going after him outside of two quarterback formats. Yeah.
3: I mean, you have to be in the really deepest of league to actually consider picking him up this week. And you have to have, you know, maybe you have Tyrod Taylor and, uh, you know, Derek Carr as your, um, you know, two quarterbacks in a two quarterback league. That's, you know, 16 teams. Yeah. And I mean, I would would, would love for
2: those guys. I mean, if if those two are my quarterbacks in a two quarterback league, Given but their the, price on draft day here, and I probably am stacked elsewhere on my team.
3: But yeah, there those two guys are on bye, for example, this week. Oh, so then you might need to, yeah. you know, take a stab in the dark. <laughs> oh yes, I, I'm at Bryce Petty. I would, That's what I was getting the same at. Same page there,
2: but I, yeah. I, I hear you. That would be one reason why you would pick up Rice Petty. Another one, quick uh, QB update: Alex Smith only owned twenty five percent of ESPN leagues. He's going to be back to being the starter week ten. Now, I know Nick Foles. The people were saying a lot of people like to uh, who wanted to get their hot takes out there said, "Ooh, Foles throws the deep ball a little better." Maybe. Maybe if Foles has a really good game against Jacksonville, he'll take that role. Not the case. Only managed to score 19 points against the meddling Jaguars. Uh, so just not a lot to like there. It's going to go back to Alex Smith, where your expectations are going to be roughly the same as they were before the concussion yeah, issues.
3: We did have Jeremy Macklin, you know, coming to, or he suffered a groin injury on Thursday. Fair enough. He didn't practice. He was able to practice on a limited, a limited basis Friday. He was questionable going into the weekend. Mm-hmm. He played, you know, in the first quarter, but got injured immediately and didn't return. But, so he was. For so he was, owners, so yeah. he was down, like, so Nick Foles is down his best wide receiving option. And yeah. then Travis Kelsey proceeded to get kicked out of the game in the fourth quarter. In
2: the most hilarious <laughs> ejection of all time, I feel like there's a Kenny Powers thing. They're like, I'm effing out. No, you're effing out. Something like that, but it was right. great. It was great. Go watch it. I'm sure there's a gift somewhere online if you want to check Catching Kelsey. Of course, he probably cut a promo for his, his dating show on Network, but that's a whole other conversation. That here. might have been why he did it, maybe. That, that's I mean, you never would see him do something like that before. Who the heck knows? It's great, it's great promo material, dude. We could have a whole show on Travis Kelsey on how awesome that was and how flabbergasted the referee looked when once he got the flag thrown on him (laughs) just just excellent stuff overall here let's actually help some fantasy owners let's talk about running backs that they might be able to pick up on the waiver wire last week we talked about Darren Sproles kind of a modest game I actually like him again this week I know Ryan Matthews vultured the touchdown but Sproles was really getting the majority of the touches there Timmy Hightower had a nice day, but I, my theory says that uh, Mark Ingram is going to kind of come back, and he's, he didn't turn the ball over, much more explosive. We know who Tim Hightower is at this stage in his career. This is going to be Mark Ingram's momentum moving forward, right? I mean, Tim yeah. Hightower is still worth owning because, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, Ingram coughs it up again, then Hightower's back in the driver's seat. But I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust the momentum that Ingram built against the Niners and give him the benefit of the doubt.
3: So what, what do you think the breakdown of touches will be? Among the two in the backfield,
2: I see we I say we see about a flip. I I, I would put Ingram in the eighteen to twenty two range and Hightower in the eight to ten range. Yeah, and if Ingram has another huge game, it's going to be back to what we were expecting earlier mm-hmm. in the week here. Yeah, and
3: didn't Ingram average like eleven yards per carry in that game or something yeah. like that? He, I mean, he got like I mean, eight,
2: eight less carries that, than Hightower, I believe, but uh, significantly more explosive. He was yeah. the big play guy. He was that was bolstered by a seventy five yard run. You know, granted, the, yeah, and the 49ers <laughs> are going to give up a few of those. Now, granted, they do have a tougher matchup here than the Saints do. Against the Broncos here, but the Broncos actually rank right in the middle of the pack in DVOA. That's a pro football Mm -hmm. focused rushing defense metric there, and uh, I mean, I mean the Broncos. The perception about the Broncos—they got a stellar defense, but their run defense can be gashed a little bit, as we saw by Latavius Murray and Mm -hmm. Melvin Gordon, those types of players. So both those Saints running backs still might have some utility this Mm -hmm. week. I'm leaning more towards Ingram than Hightower. Real quick, we can also lament about. Chalk Kendrick West, here oh, of the Kansas City. I was Jays. wondering
3: why you wrote Chalk, but okay. I got it. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, I got, the, I got uh, it I got, got the Chalk.
2: Because, I mean, he was everybody's Chalk player, whether it was right. DFS, whether it was pick him up. Uh, hey, they got the Jigs. That matchup rocks here. Spencer is not going to play. They are going to run through their running back, run the ball a bunch, give him a bunch of passes. Not necessarily the case. I do think Chalk Kendrick West still needs to be owned until Ware is clear of all the concussion symptoms and whatnot. That being said, I don't thrust him into my start lineups with super high expectations yeah and
3: just a note on Spencer Ware too he or coach Andy Reid is actually hopeful that he'll be able to come back and actually practice this week get out of the concussion protocol yeah
2: so something to watch other guys we mentioned in the past Rob Kelly and Peyton Barber Rob Kelly coming off a bye week of course he's still got to contest with Matt Jones and Chris Thompson so
3: yeah there there was some tweet that I saw yesterday and I don't know if it was from one of the beat writers or what but it, it seems like that Matt Jones will have to earn the job back so Robert Kelly is seemingly the number one back in Washington at the moment.
2: All right. So yeah, if you're desperate for a back, maybe Rob Kelly someone to take a look at uh, just to kind of see. Of course, tune in to RotoWire. We'll keep you posted here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk some new guys, though. Our, our boy, Liss's boy, Paul Perkins of the Giants, owned <laughs> in just 6% of Yahoo and 4% of ESPN leagues. This is a past mention. We've talked about Paul Perkins in the past and his explosiveness. We're just going to go ahead and rehash it because he actually got noteworthy amount of carries. It was an even split with Rashad Jennings this past week against the Eagles in a win, um, have you. What do you make of this, Eric? Well, he was
3: facing a... Uh, so his production, first of all, 11 carries, 32 yards. You know, not exactly great. Mm-hmm. Roughly three yards per carry. But better than but, Rashad's. I mean, going against the Eagles' defensive front is, a you know, kind of a tough matter, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the fact that the Giants' O line is kind of dour. Like, the, the combination of that has... You know, uh, it just, made him uh, 3.4 yards per carry so yeah. far.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Bobby Rainey, he was active but only five snaps, so yeah. really a non-factor. Paul Perkins has more pass-catching upside than Rashad Jennings. Yeah. And as long as they're getting similar carries, I think you need to take a look at Paul Perkins. Uh, yeah,
3: especially at, PPR formats, yeah, right?
2: Absolutely. I think you can get him in the 6 to $8 range this week. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, you might be if able you to, to. You, you might, might he, even
2: be able to do less, but if you want to make sure you get him, I'm saying six yeah, to eight dollar range.
3: Yeah, you you might be able to sneak sneak by with like a you know three to four dollar bid, but if you have very attentive owners, yeah, you're gonna have to go to the six to eight dollar range.
2: Absolutely, we're a little late on this running back because the Hyde news was kind of murky for most of last week. But I do want to talk about Dewan Harris of the 49ers. 33 uh, percent owned in Yahoo, 31 percent in ESPN leagues. Uh, but I mean, Dewan Harris, his big game and his value is really very contingent. On Carlos Hyde. Eric, what's the latest on Carlos Hyde?
3: Yeah, so uh, we actually got this news right before coming into the uh, pod room, uh, media room here to record this pod. So Carlos Hyde is still in a non contact jersey Tuesday. So just a heads up, it'll be something to watch. But actually, the last two weeks of practice, he's done the exact same thing. Now, Mm -hmm. donned a non contact jersey. So, I mean, we're just going to, he's going to have to remove that seemingly before he is actually cleared.
2: Yeah, so yet another reason to tune into Rotowire, go to com slash POD to check those injury status updates. Eric and uh, Mike leading the way, charged with the practice reports, getting you ready to go. So I
3: I think uh, last year, so Mark Ingram was dealing with a shoulder injury, correct? And, you know, I think his uh, status was up in there for a few weeks. And then they finally revealed season-ending, you know, shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. you know, torn labrum, they finally found it or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's just something to, like, keep you know, keep an eye on. I, I'm not saying that Carlos Hyde has that injury, but, you know,
2: yeah. <laughs> well if you're a Carlos Hyde owner and you've been riding some of his bigger games from earlier in the year I think you would be very wise to latch on to DeJuan Harris and probably even a bigger bid than yeah. the Paul Perkins now his availability got coughed up a little bit because people were able to do immediate ads after fab cleared last week when they found out that Hyde was ready to go so people jumped on Hyde
0: mm-hmm. I'm sorry
2: on Harris in a lot of formats but he still only owned in 33% of Yahoo and 31% ESPN leagues last time I checked so go ahead and throw a 15 to $20 bid on him uh, just to be safe.
3: Yeah, exactly. And just one one thing to note before we move on, uh, he got, Dwan Harris, that is, got 53 of the 60 offensive snaps. So he's the clear lead back right
2: now with yep. Carlos Hyde out. Your Mike Davis's, your Sean Drawns, all afterthoughts here. Honorable mentions. Kenneth Dixon's kind of sneaking into the carry count of Terrence West. They've got the Browns on Thursday night. It's a short week here. Browns giving up the third most points to opposing running backs. So possibly something to watch here. We all like the upside of Dixon, but West is probably still the safer play until further notice. But spec ad for for Dixon if he's healthy?
3: Yeah, I'd say so. Just one thing to keep an eye on. He was questionable to return this past Sunday's game due to a chest contusion, but then he practiced in full on Monday, so his health looks to be okay.
2: I'll give my TV a chest contusion after my Week 10 (laughs) fantasy woes here. Also, Cabri Bibbs, uh, I mean it's a name it's a guy uh, Devontae Booker's backup had a really nice touchdown run where he did it all on Sunday night when the game was well out of hand Coach Gary Kubiak did acknowledge that he has earned his way to more touches here so maybe a deep league someone to take a look at if, if, you're, yeah. if you're you gotta be stretching a little bit though I'm pretty sure that Devontae Booker is still the man there and, and I'm, I'm still buying into Booker's skills especially with the matchup this week against the Saints who are tied with the 49ers I believe each giving up 12 rushing touchdowns this yeah. season and you're not exactly worried
3: about, you know, uh the pass rush of the Saints, you know, getting to Trevor Semyon on the other mm-hmm. hand.
2: I think uh I'm mean, a Cameron I, Jordan owner in stake yeah, yeah. as far as pass rush. He right. gets some sacks once in a while, yeah. but so, outside of that, there's not a whole lot. But
3: I'll I'll just note this Devontae Booker is not the pass protector that CJ Anderson is. So it's just something that maybe Capri Bibbs is actually better at and that will earn him more touches in yeah. obvious passing downs. Uh, yes. I
2: could see him getting a little bit more third down work here. Uh, if you love to play fantasy football and think you know more than the rest of the sports world about it. We have a website for you. Put that fantasy knowledge to the test on Fan Clash Trivia, the number one sports trivia site for cash and prizes. Rotowire has teamed up with fanclash.com to bring you Week 9 and 10 trivia with cash on the line. Rotowire will be running free contests on FanClash against Rotowire experts on November 9th and November 15th. Of course, uh, November 9th, that is tomorrow. So uh double check that here get your votes in today and then go to fanclash.com to uh try some trivia against the Rotowire experts again. It's a free contest for all Rotowire users with cash prizes on the line. Reserve your spot now and you will compete with Rotowire's Kevin Payne on November 9th to see who really knows the most about NFL trivia from all of week 9 and week 10's action. Cash prizes go to the top 100 scores and the top 5 will also win Free six month RotoWire subscriptions—that's a forty dollars value, folks. You can't go wrong there for zero dollars in entry fees. Hey. Go to FanClash dot com <laughs> slash RotoWire to sign up now. Here, uh, I mean sports trivia. I know you and I are both pretty big bar trivia guys. Yeah, uh, definitely liking the sports trivia aspect of it. Might give FanClash a shot here for free. There's not a whole lot to lose here, especially if the top one hundred getting cash prizes. I mean, do you think there's any? Uh, you know. Maybe throw some world geography and some science questions <laughs> in there, something like that. I'm know? just saying,
3: is there, like, a, oh, what's the term? Uh, I mean, we work for Rotoware obviously, so this is a RotoWire promo. Can we actually take part and, like, profit from this?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but you can compete. Maybe we can't take pro- part in profit, but... Uh, just let still- us know can- how
3: you do, though. Yeah,
2: yeah, let us know how you do. Maybe we'll work in there and compete with you guys. Seriously, so yeah. fanclash.com, it's a new, interesting concept. It's uh, something worth taking a look at, especially mm-hmm. uh, if you're at work right now and don't... Really want to be at work right now and want to answer some trivia questions? Yeah, why not, right? Check out (laughs) fanclash.com here. All right, Eric, let's jump into the wide receiver portion of the second half of our show here. Last week, we talked about JJ Nelson with the warning and contingent that he would be on a buy in week nine. Now he's back. And I think people had to make tough roster cuts and released him and he's available. I'm sorry. He's owned at only 16% of Yahoo and 10% of ESPN leagues here looking more and more like a deep threat in Arizona. Do you pick him up if you're in need? Oh uh, yeah. So
3: coming off their bye week, they actually did ha- uh, hold a practice today, the Cardinals mm-hmm. And in the early portion, like, Larry Fitzgerald wasn't there. He came into the week with an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Michael Floyd wasn't seen at all either. And so, then doesn't
2: John Brown have the sickle cell trait? Too? Yep,
3: exactly. So he's like a week-to-week, you know, type of play. I mean, he's expected to play because they figured out, like, the... Uh, they they basically figured out uh, how to, keep, like, help him avoid fatigue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, if... if those two top two um, options are actually injured. Are
2: limited or out.
3: Yeah. then, then it's
2: J.J. Nelson I, I mean,
3: F- Larry Fitzgerald is so durable that I'm not really worried about him missing mm-hmm. any action. But if he's a little banged up, I think it was his ankle that yep. he had. Um, J.J. Nelson has proved the past two games for the Cardinals that he's actually he, – he knows all the route uh, combinations yep. at this point. Fitz is going to move the year. chains.
2: Nelson's going to stretch the field here. The Cardinals mm-hmm. host San Francisco – week 10 where there are 13 and a half point favorites. So outside of the blowout potential there, uh, maybe someone to take a look at because they'll look to Nelson possibly early. <clears throat> Another name worth bringing up who's owned in 55% of ESPN formats. That's Corey Coleman. We mentioned him last week was targeted seven times in, in his return and only caught three for 41. So pretty modest day for Corey Coleman That being said, you look back at his week two stat line when he scored twice was a big play guy. I think he's going to make his way more towards that. You got to pick up Corey Coleman, right?
3: Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean I love this guy on him in every single league that I'm in right Mm -hmm. now. So Um, and he's also facing the Baltimore defense that's the fourth most yielding to wideouts this season. They've allowed 14 touchdowns in eight games.
2: Yeah, John made an interesting point when talking. He's a Ravens fan. We were talking Mm -hmm. about the Ravens Steelers game. That game always seems to be a little bit more gritty, uh, especially on the front line and defensively then uh, the, the you know the rivalry game brings that added intensity that maybe other games don't so much mm-hmm. so uh, i don't like to look at that when trying to analyze uh, you know the rest of the history I'd look at the the eight nine games before that before I look at just that game in a sure. microscope here so someone to take a look at here uh because Corey the, Coleman could do some damage against Baltimore I mean,
3: do the Ravens the Ravens probably don't take the Browns as seriously as they do the Steelers too and coming off like that emotional high of and all, of beating the Steelers yes, you can't exactly. you see like Corey Being Coleman like running all over them yep.
2: yeah absolutely <laughs> and it gives you a reason to tune into the Thursday night game which could be one of the yeah. best all year long, no sarcasm there at all. Browns no, at Ravens right? on Thursday night. <laughs> Definitely want to tune in there. Richard Matthews of the Titans. Poor transition, I know, but we got to mention Richard Matthews. Six for 62 on, and two touchdowns. Another huge day. He's essentially becoming a pretty favorite target of Mariota. I'd say he's surpassed your Kendall Wrights. He's surpassed your Tajay Sharps five touchdowns in the last five games. I mean, he's even, got he's almost got to be owned at some point, right?
3: Yeah, even Delaney Walker. And did you mention 11% owned on ESPN?
2: Is that it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh man. I mean, the guy is, <laughs> uh he's available everywhere and he's more than a serviceable fill-in uh for you here. I know people have probably been burned by someone like Richard Matthews in the past. Uh, he's actually 31% owned in Yahoo, so a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, scooped up already in your Yahoo leagues, but uh someone to take keep an eye out for. Yeah,
3: and as you mentioned, becoming the favorite target of Marcus Mariota, five touchdowns over the last five games, and he's at, but he's averaging 11.4 yards per catch and 8.6 yards per target. So it's me. It kind of means that he's a little touched on de- dependent on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And during that five game stretch when he didn't have a touchdown, I think he only had 30 to 40 yards. Yeah. So you're looking at you know three to four points. Yeah, it's a
2: little bit of high risk, high reward. But uh, I mean, I do own Mariota as a quarterback in two leagues, and in one of them, I am currently rostering Matthews. Just, or I was at least for, for tough bye weeks. And when I low-end flexed him, it actually has worked out well for me over this mm-hmm. past stretch here. Yeah, uh, right. And one last reminder, Jameson Crowder owned in 53% of ESPN formats, red-hot heading into the bye week. But again, folks might have had to make some tough roster cuts. And uh, I mean, Jameson Crowder's kind of taking over as a wide receiver too, I'd say, in Washington. Someone uh, that Kirk Cousins like to look at repeatedly. Maybe not so much in the red zone area, but he can still find his way to the end zone and, and can get you receptions. And yards for the Washington Reds Oh, uh, What's
3: their upcoming matchup again
2: this week? I believe Washington. Oh, uh, Minnesota. Fresh off the bye. Yeah. Ooh. So that's a little bit dicey. Maybe he's a pickup in stash this
3: Mi- week. Minnesota's been a little more yielding, though, to wide receivers uh, of late. Mm-hmm. I think uh, didn't. So Golden Tate did score. Uh, did Marvin Jones have a touchdown? Marvin game?
2: Jones caught one pass for five yards. Oh, I'm no sorry. Touchdowns. So uh, Xavier Road pretty much. Put the put the kibosh yeah, on any right. uh, on any Marvin Jones fantasy hopes. Golden Tate though the secondary option, uh, pretty good. So I don't think they're going to have Xavier Rhodes try to cover Jordan Reed. No, as their best receiver. Maybe he covers Deshaun Jackson. Maybe he covers Crowder. I guess you can wait and see.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Anquan Bolden had the other wideout touchdown against yep. Minnesota, but they have given up. Uh, they were they've been more susceptible to giving up touchdowns to wideouts mm-hmm. of late, even though they're the best on the season against wideouts in terms of fantasy points given up
2: yeah minnesota definitely just overall a team on the decline i don't know how that affects the defensive secondary yeah but uh again showing that it can be done against Mm -hmm. that defense that was thought to be one of the top tight end talk eric last week we threw out austin hooper he scored a touchdown on thursday night game and uh i mean he seems like someone he's like the younger ready to step into the shoes of the veteran jacob tamry so even as tammy Gets healthy, I think Hooper still is rosterable down the stretch.
3: Yeah, exactly. He he did sh- still like keep up the you know fifteen point three yards per catch that he had been average. I mean, I- obviously it was above that, but he averaged fifteen point three yards per catch. You know, he, sh- he has some big playability in there, and he and he is coming out of tight end U Stanford.
2: Okay, yeah, absolutely, and a couple honorable mentions in the tight end position to get to Richard Rodgers of the Packers had ten targets in Sunday's depressing loss. <laughs> to the Colts, but it's not like I'm going to trust Richard Rodgers all of a sudden. I mean, maybe they'll get cooked back at some point down the stretch. I mean, it could just be a product of some of the receivers not being 100%. I also think it was possibly game plan, but I'm not ready to depend on Richard Rodgers week to week unless he comes out and gets 20 targets over the next two weeks.
3: Yeah, so (laughs) he had eight catches coming into the game, six catches uh, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Really? I mean, it's really tough to, you know consider this a trend until he does it a few weeks in a row. Yeah,
2: so if you're like looking through the box scores and not much more and are trying to find guys, like don't look too far into that Richard Rodgers line. Mm-hmm. Some guy that I do think is back, though, uh, some guy, more than some guy, Philadelphia Eagles tight end Zach Ertz is only owning 52% of ESPN leagues. That's a coin toss. He's pretty much back, and I think the more Carson Wentz throws to Zach Ertz, the better he'll play overall. Maybe not the case with the two interceptions he threw Sunday, but Zach Ertz, 8 for 97 on 8 targets uh, uh, against the John I think Ertz has tight end potential are you with me Eric?
3: Yeah you and you have to love the upcoming matchup too facing the Falcons which boasts the 31st ranked pass defense and the Falcons have also given up six touchdowns to
2: tight ends this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot to like there one other tight end I want to talk about Lance Kendricks uh, 19% of ESPN leagues Keenum went to him quite a bit seven catches for 90 yards on a Pretty jaw dropping. Twelve targets. Also dropped a costly touchdown catch. So we'll see how yeah, that affects the trust there. Just bobbled it. Like yeah. it, it didn't yeah.
3: didn't try to bring it into his body yeah, at all.
2: It was just a, <laughs> a veteran tight end. It's, it's mm-hmm. very surprising to see that come up. Maybe he was too open. Mm-hmm. who knows is that a thing is that people still <laughs> blame it too, being too wide open <laughs> so yeah i get, who knows what, what went down there but i mean if you're if you're in a deep league and need someone that's getting steady targets looks maybe lance hendricks is someone that you think about but i think maybe. out of all those names you look to Ertz first hooper second
3: yeah maybe maybe the uh southern california Southern California sun was just beating down on him at that moment, and he just couldn't handle it.
2: Yeah, that had to be it. All right, <laughs> streaming defense options here. Uh, one option that jumps out to me, who I actually cut in a previous week, is the Los Angeles Rams. Man, I almost said St. Louis again. I'm still getting used to that, but they're owned in just 30% of ESPN leagues, and they're going up against well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, slash Bryce Petty, slash even. I just, I don't. None of those quarterbacks are any good. Obviously, Geno Smith, not a factor with a knee injury. So whether it's Fitz or Bryce Petty, the Rams are a stream option.
3: Yeah, for sure. And they're only 30%
2: owned, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, why not? Like, I mean... Let's see. I would almost bet I, I don't ever advocate doing this, but I would almost spend a dollar or two in fab money to get the Rams because the rest of the season seems okay. I mean, their front seven, led by Aaron Donald, is is stellar, and they're going to get you some sacks every week.
3: Yeah, and so if you're if you're unfortunate enough to own, you know, Oakland or Indy or Detroit or Buffalo's D. Well, Buffalo's I mean, the only D that you'd yeah, really that, be owning probably. They're, they're, that yeah, group. that's the thing. But if you're in a deeper league or whatever, you know – definitely drop them immediately and pick up the Rams. Yeah,
2: definitely take a look at the Rams this year. I think they got to be the top streaming yeah, choice.
3: Yeah, for sure. And do, I mean, are there any you know, defenses are, that are facing difficult matchups this week. I'm not
2: I don't know. I mean I'm looking at over unders for the game and that's why I kinda picked the Jets yeah. and the Rams because they're the only team that's over under is under forty. Oh wow. The next uh the next lowest over under is Minnesota at Washington forty two. But Minnesota's probably a picked up. Washington wouldn't actually be a bad streaming defense candidate the way that Sam Bradford and the Vikings offensive line have been playing. So mm-hmm. maybe consider them as a backup to the Rams this week. I think they, that could be a profitable pickup for you. Yeah. I'm with you. Alright, that's going to wrap things up for today's episode of the roto Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanClash.com. Also remember to check out roto free for 10 days by going to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. Also, one final reminder, I'm me, Jake Latarski. I'm going to be going live on roto Facebook page in the final hour before kickoff. This Sunday for a little bit of last minute, ask an expert. You can talk about how to use the site, DFS advice. You can ask me about U- UFC 205 from Madison Square Garden on Saturday, because I'll certainly be tuning in in. Be sure to look like us on Facebook to get in on the action. Once again, I'm Jake Latarski. You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. And over here, I'm Eric Canturi, and you can find me on Twitter at etcat30. The RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast will return Wednesday with Mario and John. Ace
0: is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.